Today is Tuesday, February 21st, 2023, the year of our Lord. Joe Biden exposed for staging a fake air raid in Ukraine. How badly do these demons want World War III? Won't be their kids fighting. Hunter Biden got kicked out of the military. Trump says Biden abandoned the people of East Palestine ahead of Ohio visit. And James O'Keefe has been pushed out of his role at Project Veritas, and what is happening to James is wrong. We're going to cover it all on this show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. How do we stay powered? I am an avid coffee drinker, black coffee drinker, iced coffee, preferably at this time in the morning, but... Man, there's nothing more woke than coffee companies. They compete with tennis shoe companies for wokeness. That is why I use exclusively Blackout Coffee. Blackout Coffee, ladies and gentlemen, they align with my conservative, family-friendly values. They are not woke, and they are a wonderful small business, and their coffee is absolutely great, very, very strong, and it keeps me going. That's how I can bring all this energy to the show this morning, and man, we got a barn burner for you. I'm proud to personally recommend Blackout Coffee. This coffee is 100% committed to conservative values, from sourcing of their beans to the roasting process to customer service and shipping. They're an incredible work ethic. They accept no compromise on taste or quality, and I drink this coffee every morning. Blackoutcoffee.com backslash Benny and use the code Benny to get 20% off your first order. Go to blackoutcoffee.com backslash Benny. Whew, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you what, man, this morning, there's going to be absolutely uh, no end to the amount of energy I'm going to need to get through the show because I am furious. I am very, very pissed, especially as we have uncovered uh, probably one of the largest crimes against your own eyeballs and against our own media cycle uh, that you have ever seen. The warmongering from these bloodthirsty Satanists and their desire to plunge your children, your economy, and your world into another crisis so that they can hoover up and gobble up more control. Rewind the clock. After the Civil War, you're sitting there looking at an America with a federal government that is so small, with state governments reigning. It's the states that actually made the federal government, not the other way around. You're looking at federalism. You're looking at a small, constrained government. You're looking at virtually no intrusion in your life. The Wild West, the Constitution made whole, your civil liberties upheld, and a federal government that didn't have an FBI or a CIA or really any federal agencies at all that were not granted to them by the Constitution. And now what do you get after multiple world wars, after multiple wars on terror, and after multiple crises? You'll find that all of this is fake. So much about your country is fake. And you'll realize that there's an entire apparatus that is designed to lie to you so that they can absorb further power. They scare you into handing over voluntarily power in your life. And if you know where to look, you can see that these frauds are doing this day and night, all the time. They're openly and aggressively, even on camera, lying to you about the world around you. It is a total and complete designed clown world. We have a secretary of transportation who will not go to East Palestine, Ohio, even though train derailments are on his docket of things that Pete Buttigieg is supposed to be in charge of. Pete Buttigieg loves green energy. He loves the environment. But he won't go to East Palestine. And oh, by the way, he also promised to ride a bike to work every single day. Well, guess what? Pete Buttigieg, even though there are plenty of photos of him on his bike and he tweets about being on his bike, was caught lying to you about riding a bike to work. In fact, Pete Buttigieg pulled up in a dinosaur bone sucking, carbon burning, two miles to the gallon, black SUV, and had his own security get his bike out so that he could ride for the cameras an extra block. It was caught on tape. Watch. On a bike in his suit. Riding away. There you go. Pete Buttigieg will ride. He, they stopped just short of the cameras. Pete Buttigieg gets his security team to get his bike out of his gasoline-burning black GMC Yukon, possibly one of the worst carbon-emitting cars that you can drive if you care about such a thing, 
And then he rides his little bike in front of the cameras. Same thing happened with Greta Thunberg recently when Greta Thunberg protested a coal mine and got arrested in Germany. Now, the news of her arrest traveled worldwide because Greta Thunberg is so committed to the environment that she won't show up to East Palestine for the largest man-made environmental disaster in human history. But Greta Thunberg was super happy to pose with police officers for an arrest. But behind the scenes, ladies and gentlemen, you can see what's really going on. Watch. <laughs> you also want those for Isn't it interesting how it's regularly these climate cultists that need to tell you and lie to you about how wonderful their lifestyle is, how important they are in their fight for the climate. In fact, it was John Kerry that said it, he's almost extraterrestrial. Remember him at Davos? I'm almost extraterrestrial in my desire to fight for the climate, except for I'm never going to give up my private jet. In fact, when I go to Iceland to accept an award for my climate activism, I'll fly in a private jet, which, by the way, in that single trip released more carbon than the average American family in their lifetime. These people are utterly incapable of shame. Watch. On that issue, pollution, I understand that you came here with a private jet. Uh, is that the, an environmental way to travel? If you offset your carbon, it's the only choice for somebody like me who is traveling the world to win this battle. Uh, I negotiated the Paris Accords uh, for the United States. I've been involved in this fight for years. I negotiated with President Xi to bring President Xi to the table so we could get Paris. And uh, I believe... The time it takes me to get somewhere, I can't sail across the ocean. I have to fly to meet with people and get things done. But what I'm doing almost full time is working to win the battle of climate change. And in the end, uh, if I offset and contribute my life to do this, uh, I'm not going to be put on the defensive. Well, it's the only way for a man like me to travel. Of course, I can't fly private. Of course, I can't fly private. And, and, and in fact... In fact, when they can't lie to you effectively enough, right? So when they do things that are openly illegal, this modern day clown world, and they actively attempt to get arrested, they have to fake wearing handcuffs just to prove to you exactly how fake this clown world is. In fact, AOC, just this last summer, sat in front of the Supreme Court because you didn't like one of the Supreme Court's decision, advocated for the abolishment of the Supreme Court or the packing of the Supreme Court, and then when police officers removed her from a road because you're not allowed to obstruct traffic in Washington, D.C., AOC faked magical, invisible handcuffs. This is how fake the world is around you. Watch. AOC, so strong, so magical that she can actually, she's the only person on the planet who can break her invisible handcuffs. She can, she can eliminate, she could remove herself from the handcuffs to put up the black power signal in front of the Supreme Court. That is why it should come as absolutely no surprise to you that the world around you is fake. It is contrived. It is created for you to believe certain narratives. You live inside of a pure clown world. And these people are masters at faking situations and agendas in order to get their way, whether it's an arrest, whether it's a, a climate protest, whether it's riding their bike to work. They're liars. The Bible says that Satan's native tongue is lying. And these people lie to you every day. And it's why they actually love Hollywood. It's why they love adult pretenders. It's why they love actors. The left loves Hollywood because they're also pretenders in real life. Don't ask these people to ever give a dollar to a homeless person or the shirt off their backs to someone in East Palestine or ever lift a finger. Where the hell is Greta? Where is Pete Buttigieg? Where are all these environmentalists? Where's John Kerry? He's our climate envoy for the whole world. He can't go to Ohio. They love actors because they themselves are just adult pretenders. It's virtue signaling. It's signaling that they're virtuous. And that is why they love Zelensky. They love this man because Zelensky, right there on the top of his Wikipedia page, is an actor by trade. So this man knows exactly how to set a scene. In fact, before becoming president of Ukraine, Zelensky played president of Ukraine on TV. That's what the guy did for a living. Stranger than fiction, life imitates art. 
Zelensky was a TV president of Ukraine, and that's why he was selected and installed. Watch. What would happen if someone filmed you screaming about the miserable state of your country and put it on YouTube and it became a viral success? And people started to gather money for you to be elected. Well, maybe this. No, stop up. Василий Петрович Голобородько? Да. Доброе утро, господин президент. Servant of the People is the comedy series about the young and very honest teacher, Vasily, who involuntarily becomes elected president. Isn't that interesting? That's what Zelensky did before becoming president. He was an actor. He acted the role. Is there any difference between that and what AOC is doing? Of course not. They're the same person. The same person, although I think Zelensky's movies probably do better than AOC's. AOC's has a, a, a grand total of zero out of zero fresh tomatoes on Rotten Tomatoes. AOC released a movie this year. Did you know this? Oh, man. Ooh, and it was not very good. And so what do you expect? What do actors do? They deliver messages. They try and set the stage. They condition you. And that is what's happening right now. And that's what happened yesterday when Joe Biden had the deeply cretinous and intentionally insulting act of visiting Ukraine on President's Day and not visiting any of the simultaneous crises here in this country that he created. Joe Biden went to Ukraine and he walked through a big open courtyard in Ukraine. The TV cameras were all set up. Zelensky, the actor, was there with him, sort of guide him through the process. And Joe Biden walked and as he walked, as he strode through this courtyard, the air sirens blared. These air sirens were screaming. These are the sirens that go off when there, there's a bomber from Russia that's about to bomb the capital, right? When everyone is in grave danger. You'll know what an air siren sounds like. Here's what it sounds like. So that made the New York Times. That made the New York Times. The top of the New York Times article was Joe Biden walks through Ukraine as air sirens blare. The top of the New York Times article talked about air sirens. And then we checked five different times in the article. They front loaded it. The entire thing was about air sirens, air sirens, air sirens, air sirens. And very few reporters got to be taken on this trip. They brought the New York Times through in order to have them write a piece of propaganda about Joe Biden and his bravery and his walking through these air sirens because there was a bombing raid, presumably it was Russian bombers all throughout the sky. Biden was risking life and limb in order to go there, in order to check in on his 10%. But is that true? Are they lying to you again? And more importantly, why are they lying to you? Well, it's verifiably false, actually. And you don't have to go and check in with InfoWars, Alex Jones. You don't have to go in and check on some random Twitter account. You just go over to Reuters, verified Twitter handle. Reuters had a reporter there on the ground, and they said air sirens blared across the Capitol. But there were no reports of Russian missiles or airstrikes in the air. But it gets worse. You can go over to CNN's broadcasting, and you can check in on CNN's man in Kiev. This reporter who went on air and had been in Kyiv for a very long time. Uh, his last name is Marquat. And he's been on the ground in Kyiv for weeks. And he went on CNN's airwaves and said, when asked about this air siren, uh, there's been no bombs going off here. There's been no air sirens. In fact, the only time they sounded those sirens was when Joe Biden was right in front of the cameras. Watch. Um, I've been here for the past five days. I have not heard any explosions. I have not heard any air sirens until about half an hour ago, right when uh, President Biden was in the center of Kiev, as, as Clarissa was, was just mentioning. 
did they fake an air raid for effect to tell the people to vomit into their faces fake news? Are they faking a world war in order to get us into a real world war? These are questions. And you know what? We have the definitive answer because we actually found a piece of data from yesterday that shows definitively that this is fake news. Check this out from Zero Hedge, ladies and gentlemen. The White House told Moscow that Joe Biden was going. Our press didn't know. Peter Ducey at Fox News didn't know. But Vladimir Putin knew. The White House asked Vladimir Putin for a slip, a hall pass to go to Ukraine. What a humiliation. What a degrading humiliation for our nation. Joe Biden had to ask Vladimir Putin's permission to go. And that is how you know that this was all fake because they told the Russians this was happening and the Russians said, okay. We did notify the Russians that President Biden would be traveling to Kiev. We did some hours before the departure and the for de-confliction processes. The White House National Security Advisor, Dave Sullivan, told a press briefing. De-confliction? What does that big fancy word mean? That means that they knew that there were going to be no bombs, no ships, no planes, no soldiers, no gunfire, no threat at all. Quite frankly, they wouldn't let a president do that anyway. The Secret Service wouldn't allow it. Presidents aren't allowed to go wander through a battlefield. I mean, that's the goal of the Secret Service. And the Secret Service can like can, can like, nix anything. Go talk with anyone who worked in the Trump administration. I'm very close with people who work in the Trump administration. Go talk with them. There were lots of things that Trump wanted to do that he wasn't allowed to do. And this is too dangerous. Okay, fine. Secret Service gets a call. So they told Moscow that Joe Biden was going to go? They didn't tell the American press. They told Moscow? Sullivan didn't disclose what immediate Moscow response was for the notification, but Sullivan stressed that it was for security reasons. Of course, if during the time Biden was on the ground, missiles had pummeled the Capitol, which is rare, uh, then it would have been seen as an act of war against U.S. and Washington. So they lied to you. So this clip is officially fake news. This air air sirens, we're going to play it for you again. And now you know, based on where? Based on what far-right conspiracy theory sources? Uh, CNN, Reuters, and the White House Security Advisor. Those are our sources. They faked an air raid to make it look as though Joe Biden was brave and tough and was wandering through a war zone. Watch this clip and then know that and understand that there's nothing these people won't fake, actually. Once you understand that they're willing to lie to you to get us into war, then that is the greatest black pill yet. Watch it again and let your blood boil. So what did the press report on here? I haven't heard this story that this was a fake air raid that they staged from anywhere. It's easily verifiable. Why is this not a big headline? It would sure be a huge headline if Donald Trump did this. Donald Trump walked down a platform once slowly and it was the biggest headline in the world. So Joe Biden faked an air raid to look tough and to maybe start World War III and nothing? Crickets? No, actually not crickets. The opposite of crickets. Establishment media gush over Biden's return to Ukraine. Audacious, defiant, shock. Check out mentally ill person Keith Oberman's response to it. Go. Breaking news in a special edition of the Countdown podcast. Biden in Ukraine in shock visit. We'll review how many different groups are shocked today. yippee ki Mother Putin. All that and more in a special edition of Countdown's podcast, now available wherever you podcast. So why are they cravenly praising this? Why are they doing it? I'm going to let you in on a little secret. War is very bad for virtually everyone in a nation, except for the media, except for the people who make the bombs, and except for politicians who can gobble up more of your rights and more of your sovereignty as they wage war in the name of security. 
War is excellent for business, for the media. The media cheered on Gulf War One. The media cheered on the war on terror, the invasion of Iraq, Afghanistan. The media love war. The warmongers in Washington, D.C. love war. It means more power for them, bigger budgets. The Pentagon loves war. The people who make the bombs and the bullets love war. And all of the accumulated companies therein. War is a huge business for these people. And so they want World War III. They cravenly desire World War III. And that is why they ran with the fake headline about Joe Biden walking through a bombing raid when it is verifiably untrue in order to begin to saber rattle again. It is why they blow up the Nord Stream 2 pipeline and nobody asks any questions. They want World War III. It won't be their kids inside of their elite institutions going off to war. It will be your children. It will be the kids poisoned in East Palestine. It's also why, and are you ready for the blackest of all black pills? The reddest of all red pills? Here we go. It's why they needed to get rid of Donald Trump. Because in spite of everything they told you, Donald Trump was about to bring world peace. That's right. I know. I know. But it's true. Donald Trump delivered the first administration in my lifetime without a new war. Donald Trump delivered achievements for inside of our borders, not outside for the American empire. Donald Trump delivered real world policy victories for Americans like low gas prices and low inflation and record home ownership and low unemployment. These were the goals of Donald Trump's administration, along with world peace, because you could actually have a great and booming economy because of peace. There are ways to get money into your back pocket. A booming, peaceful economy gets money into everyone's back pockets. War gets just a ton of money into a few people's back pockets. But those few people are in charge, and so they hated Donald Trump. They hated seeing Donald Trump end wars, which he did. Watch. From the day I took over, but from the night I won, and I called two people. You know who the two people are? Putin, right? You know who Putin is? And Zelensky. And I'd say, we're going to meet. We're going to meet. And I would, I, I guarantee I could work that out. I guarantee. I know exactly what I'd say, by the way. I know exactly. I tell one guy this, and I tell one guy that, and I say, you better make a deal. We would have a deal made in 24 hours. President. Scares the hell out of these people. They need World War III. World War allows them to remake boundaries on maps. World War allows them to gobble up more land and resources. War and the chaos delivered during war allows these cretinous, demonic people to use fear and rationing in order to remake the world. And that is what they wish to do. They have no God. Their government is God. Peace is very bad for business, but Donald Trump was delivering peace. Donald Trump met with Zelensky. Donald Trump met with Vladimir Putin. Donald Trump was good friends with them. In spite of all the Russian hoax collusion narratives, Donald Trump was delivering peace around the world. How else do you explain how Donald Trump was the first president in history to step into an active war zone that America was readily involved in. 50,000 Americans died in this ongoing active war zone. That's what the DMZ is in Korea. And Donald Trump was welcomed in by the agitating party, the leader of the communist resistance that is a direct lineage to the communist resistance that killed 50,000 Americans some 70 years ago in the Korean Peninsula, that man who is the grandson of that leader was welcomed in a U.S. president. There's Donald Trump stepping into North Korea. That's peace in our time. Peace in our time is what Donald Trump was delivering. Through strength, the Abraham Accords, through strength, you can go sit and read and look at 
unbelievable accomplishment of bringing together some 10 Arab nations and Israel to create economic stability and peace and even military coordination. A dawn of the new Middle East, Trump celebrates Abraham Accords at White House signing ceremony. President Donald Trump on Tuesday hosted a historic signing, this article written in uh, 2020, September 15th, 2020, of the Abraham Accords brokered by the administration, normalizing diplomatic relationships with Israel and a pair of Arab states. Many other Arab states have since signed on. It's a beautiful thing. The United Arab Emirates and Bahrain were at the normalization pack uh, the UAE and Bahrain has now been joined by other Arab nations that just in my lifetime were at war with Israel. And there's Donald Trump delivering peace in our time. He also delivered peace through strength. He just blew Soleimani, one of the greatest terrorists of our time, uh, off the road. You've seen the man's severed hand. Donald Trump was also uh, a bit of a maniac, which is wonderful. Do you remember Abu Baghdadi, he died like a dog. This kind of stuff scared people. And they sat back and they said, we like, we got we to gotta be worried about this guy. We better not F around. We'll find out. And that brought world peace. And that was very, very bad for the people who profit off of war. And you can see in how they, how they treat The dead bodies in conflicts with either honor or disdain, depending on what it brings them. This is the most painful, repulsive meme currently existing online right now. This is how Joe Biden honors fallen U.S. soldiers. He looks at his watch. You all remember this. And this is how Joe Biden honors fallen Ukrainian soldiers. He stands in honor on his little on the little marking they put on the ground for him. And he crosses his heart and he looks on and he weeps and he waits for the new psyop siren to sound so that the New York Times can get their breathy, fellatiating headline. Why would Joe Biden disrespect the American soldiers that were in the middle of a dignified transfer off of that plane in flag draped coffins? Well, the reason why Joe Biden would do that is that it's not giving him anything politically. Joe Biden got nothing out of that politically. It harmed Joe Biden politically, so Joe Biden couldn't wait to get out of there. And if you talk to the Gold Star moms who were there meeting with Joe Biden, who Joe Biden ordered their children off to their deaths through his own incompetence, they'll tell you that Joe Biden was just dismissive, diminutive, and walked away from them, turned his back on them. Joe Biden would never turn his back on a wall of dead Ukrainian soldiers, well, because Joe Biden's getting something out of that. Joe Biden's getting his 10% for the big guy out of that exchange. Joe Biden's getting his world war that they so desperately want. Look at the way they're treating East Palestine. Check out this headline. Biden administration announces $10 million for Ukraine's energy infrastructure. Oh, the energy infrastructure of Ukraine gets $10 million, but the poisoned water infrastructure of East Palestine gets $0 in case you need to rub further salt into the wound, further vinyl chloride into the wound. Donald Trump will visit East Palestine tomorrow. And we look forward to covering that. We unfortunately will not be able to travel with Trump. We tried to do that and we wanted to bring you that story, but we'll get, we'll, we'll get them. We'll get them next time. Ladies and gentlemen, Republicans are now calling for the impeachment of Pete Buttigieg and they're right to do that. The mayor of East Palestine, uh, finally, East Palestine, finally snapped on TV. There's only so much insult a man can take when asked about how uh, Biden's trip to Ukraine uh, was playing inside of his community. East Palestine, as we showed you yesterday, is would be like a 30-minute flight from Washington, D.C. They've gotten nothing from the federal government. We went there and gave them our revenue for last month. They've got nothing from the federal government that has printing presses of money to give to any community that they want. The mayor, this mayor, like this man is finally, finally losing it on the administration. Good for him. This, it seems like Joe Biden's trip to Ukraine 
and the fake sirens and all of the pageantry and all of the staging was the final insult for them. Go. You know. Yeah, I think I think he has to prove himself to you. And, and Mayor, before we let you go, you saw President Joe Biden over in Ukraine. Uh, did that make you feel uh, slighted in any way? I mean, he hasn't really. Can he not hear me? I got well, straight. Me, he asked, me, and, uh, you know, before we go, I, I can repeat, he said, with the president being in U Ukraine today, you know, did that surprise you? Absolutely. That was the biggest slap in the face. That tells you right now he doesn't care about us. So Agreed. Uh, he can send every agency he wants to. But uh, I found that out this morning in one of the briefings that he was in the Ukraine giving millions of dollars away to people over there and not to us. And I'm furious. On so, President's Day in our yeah, country. Yeah. President's Day in our country. He's. He's uh, over in Ukraine, so that tells you what kind of guy he is. All right. Well, listen, you two hang in there. Please let us know if we can do anything. And I'm glad you're holding Alan Shaw's feet to the fire. Hang in there, guys. Thank you. And sitting there as his community gets poisoned, children can't drink the water, chemical rashes on your face, the air smells like and does to your body what pepper spray does. We experienced it ourselves. We stood right next to that wreckage in the second photo. We stood right next to that, and you can feel the burn on your face. You could you could taste the pepperiness of the air. It burned your throat, your mouth, and your ears. And this man needs gets to turn on the TV and see Joe Biden travel 12 hours around the world, 5,000 miles, literally go to the farthest possible place away from East Palestine that you could get. If you look at it on a map, a through point on a map would be like Ukraine. It's about as far as you can get. Joe Biden brings his old, diseased, robotic walk over there and then has the audacity to play a siren for a fake tragedy, for a fake bombing raid, for a fake emergency. As we have proven to you, this is verifiably fake. There was no bombing run. There were no bombs in the air. There were no Russian MiGs in the air. No one was flying in to bomb Ukraine. And the White House had told Russia not to do this, and Russia complied. The White House knew this wasn't happening. They lit up the sirens for effect to give you the impression that Joe Biden's tough, to create a fake emergency when a real emergency is sitting right in his backyard and is affecting actual Americans, but Joe Biden gets nothing out of that. He gets nothing politically. He doesn't get his world war that they so cravenly and demonically want. Donald Trump was going off on this last night. Donald Trump gave a speech. Trump blasted Biden for choosing Ukraine on President's Day over Ohio. They were abandoned, Donald Trump said. Listen. Well, happy President's Day, sir. I want to ask you about the current occupant of the White House. He spent the day, President's Day, in Ukraine with President Zelensky rather than go to East Palestine and spend it with the suffering residents of Ohio. Your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's very sad. And I'll be going, uh, as you know, I'll be spending some time in Ohio where he should be. And uh, frankly, that FEMA should have been there a long time ago. And I announced that I was going, and all of a sudden, FEMA is sending a lot of money now, and they weren't going to send anything. So I'm honored by that. But I'll be there on Wednesday, and I look forward to that. It'll be great. Those are great people, and they were abandoned, but now I think they won't be abandoned any longer. Very sad to watch that. So now, because Donald Trump, who is acting like a real president, Joe Biden is acting like a Cretinous globalist coward going over and agitating World War III with a nuclear armed enemy, remaking the world for the worst. A real president would be in Ohio. Donald Trump is going to Ohio. Now that Donald Trump is doing that, FEMA has turned tail and has decided to now help out that community, along with Pete Buttigieg, who is now nearly a month after the disaster, announcing that he will also visit. Watch. The administration has come under some fire for its response. The mayor of East Palestine has said it took nearly two weeks for the White House to contact him. There were shouts of where's Pete Buttigieg at a town hall meeting last week. Uh, what's your response to that? When are you going to go to East Palestine? 
Well, I am planning to go, and uh, our folks were on the ground from the first hours. I do want to stress that the NTSB needs to be able to do its work independently. But when I go, the focus is going to be on action. Look, I was mayor of my hometown for eight years. We dealt with a lot of disasters, natural and human. And one of the things I noticed very quickly is that there's two kinds of people who show up when you have that kind of disaster experience. People who are there because they have a specific job to do and are there to get something done, and people who are there to look good and have their picture taken. When I go, it will be about action on rail safety, like the actions that we are calling on Congress to help us with, that we're calling on industry to take, and that we are undertaking ourselves as a department to help make sure that these kinds of things don't happen in the future. So maybe the reason that Pete Buttigieg is staying away is because it's actually unsafe there. Remember they told you that the air could kill you during COVID? That it was toxic to breathe the air? You remember when they said that? And now you can go to East Palestine and you can literally not breathe the air and they're telling those poor people to go in and suck it all up. Go shower in that water. What else are you going to shower with? And exactly who is testing the water? Well, this is incredible from the Huffington Post of all places. Uh, The water testing in the Ohio derailment was sloppy and it was led by the railroad. Huh? My God, thanks to the Huffington Post for actually doing some reporting here. The testing in Ohio authorities relied on to declare the municipal water in East Palestine safe to drink after a disastrous train derailment was funded by the railroad operator itself and did not initially comply with federal standards. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine on Wednesday afternoon announced a new testing from five wells that supply the town's municipal drinking water and showed no evidence of contamination. These test results, the Ohio EPA, uh, confident that a municipal water is safe to drink, DeWine's office said in a release. You've been seeing footage of the water obviously having a chemical sheen on it, having a rainbow coloration, people boiling water, and the boiled water, the bubbles on it turn hard. The bubbles harden. You've seen that. It's on the webpage about the derailment. The Ohio Environmental Protection Agency links only to a railroad-funded preliminary test result. So this is a preliminary test funded by the railroad company. Oh, man. I'm just... You live in a fake world. You live in a fake clown world, and they're going to do everything that they can in front of the cameras to lie to you. They want to vomit into your face fake news. That is their goal. And they do not have good intentions for you or your life. You must be watching and supporting shows like this one. You don't have to just watch our show. There are a lot of good shows out there. You need to hear the truth. Do not trust people who said, oh, Joe Biden walked through a bombing run. Wow, he's so brave. That's exactly the kind of show you need to turn off forever. Those people are incentivized to lie to you. And the goal is to harm you, not to help you. This is remarkable, this reporting. That they are linking to the Ohio EPA linked to a railroad study. The Columbia County General Health District separately sampled East Palestine's public water system last week. But as of Friday, the county's testing results have not been made public. So why haven't they been made public? Laura Frass, the public information officer for the Columbia County General Health District, told Huffington Post that it did not receive the preliminary results of the sampling for the lab. Until about 5 p.m. Wednesday, approximately two hours after the governor's office sent out the water quality update. So the governor is lying to you. DeWine's office did not respond to the Huffington Post request for inquiry. Why? Because they are lying to you. They're using bunk results provided by the railroad. Although this drinking water in East Palestine may be safe, officials have repeatedly stressed in recent days... Independent experts argue that the initial batch of samples that the consulting firm hired for the rail company to collect and submitted labs should not have been used to make such a determination. The lab report on the railroad-funded sampling indicates the samples were not handled in accordance with the Federal Environmental Protection Agency standards. This is extremely concerning, said Sam Blinkley, an aquatic aquatic ecologist at the Virginia Scientist Community Interface. Whoa. So now they're opening up special health clinics in East Palestine. Residents reporting burning eyes, terrible headaches, and train derailment after the train derailment, despite officials saying that it's safe. They told you it was safe. 
They told the 9-11 workers after the collapse of those two towers to go charging into the tower. The government lied to you. The EPA head at the time knew that it was unsafe to go clean up ground zero, and they altered the reports and lied, and these men now have cancer. I've met them. I've shook their hands. I've interviewed them. These men have cancerous uh, balls of the particulates in the air that were breathed in when those towers fell, and they breathed in those particles, and now it creates cancer because their body doesn't know how to process the, the, the remnants of a building, right, that collapsed, and now those exist inside of their bodies, and they get cancer because of it, and they die because of it because the government lied to them. Ohio health officials are launching a clinic to treat residents from the fallout of the catastrophic train derailment. The announcement comes after residents report a wave of sickness despite officials ruling there's no health hazards. We got sick after going there. Toxic chemicals such as vinyl chloride, benzene, and isobutylene were leaked after the Norfolk Southern train 32N derailed near the town. The substances released during the incidents can cause symptoms that match the nausea, dizziness, and shortness of breath. What about the long-term side effects, huh? The EPA took two weeks to visit the community. Why? Well, because that community is, again, inconvenient to them and does not provide them political power. The community is working class. It is Republican. The community is not woke. The community is not the favored poor of Detroit or Philadelphia, which you damn well know if this train derailment happened there inside of a community that was run by Democrats or had a Democrat member of Congress, well, damn shooting. You'd have a full military deployment at this time. It'd look like Area 51. Nope. Just nuke it. You know how bad this is getting? Far left-winger sociopath Rosie O'Donnell is agreeing with us. Rosie O'Donnell went on TikTok, a Chinese-funded app, and a furious rant on behalf of the people of East Palestine. And so broken clocks, broke, woke clocks are still right twice a day. And Rosie O'Donnell's right here, watch. I've been reading all the news reports on this horrible train derailment and chemical spill, toxic poisoning in Ohio, and fish dying and chickens dying and animals getting sick and people feeling sick. And then the EPA comes out with a very non-alarmist, everything's okay, don't worry about a thing, statement. And it's infuriating. I don't trust the EPA. I don't trust them. After 9-11, I don't know how anyone could. Where there's poisoning, they've poisoned hundreds of thousands of people. Their lives ruined. Ruined. They say, well, if I was someone, I heard a reporter say, if I was there, I'd pack up my kids and go. Well, you know what? Not everyone can do that. And, you know, the water supply, it goes to so many states. This is like a tragedy of epic proportion. And it's criminal negligence by that chemical and train company. And nothing's being done about it. It's not on the news enough. It's not something that people are talking about. It's like being pushed to the back burner, and it's like so many deaths are going to occur. This is what's happening right now. You're seeing a massive realignment in politics. You're seeing a populist realignment. What Rosie O'Donnell just advocated there was populism, caring about your own people, having the news actually cover disasters inside of your own nation. And so we should join hands with people on those fronts. We can have our small disagreements on the side. But there are big issues that we need to join hands with um, people of all types, people of varying, shocking political affiliations like Rosie O'Donnell. And you need to say uh, on a human level, this is wrong. That's why we stood in the middle of East Palestine with a sign that says, where's Greta? What the hell are these people? Where's PETA? I mean, why am I calling for PETA to come in and help these people? Because their animals are dropping dead. Where's Greenpeace? Where are those lunatics that are throwing soup on Van Gogh's? 
inside of museums. Boy, it's really comfortable to walk into a climate-controlled museum and throw some soup on a painting. But it's actually hard to go to the middle of America where people are suffering from a man-made environmental disaster. And Rosie O'Donnell sees it clearly. And so you're going to see a lot of strange bedfellows in the coming uh, weeks and months and years. And 2024 is going to be a strange bedfellows year where you're going to have people uh, like Elon Musk and Joe Rogan, who are not Republicans necessarily, uh, joining our side. And we need to embrace that and we need to find common ground. That's how you defeat the neo-Marxists who clearly have it in to deliver a slow motion September 11th once more to this nation because it's happening before our very eyes. At least 13 people are injured and burned in, in one critically following an explosion at a metal manufacturing plant in Bedford, Ohio, two weeks after the toxic train derailed in East Palestine. This is just down the road. They're going on full attack on Ohio. What the hell is going on here? I mean, listen, we say we, we say attack because it's like it feels like these people are being attacked. That's what it feels like. You know, when you're sitting there and there's a toxic train derailment and your water, you can't drink your water, you can't breathe your air and nobody's helping you. You're getting attacked. Like that's not an attack. When these manufacturing plants are burning down and killing people, it's like an attack on your community. Somebody's not doing their job. Who is it? Check out this explosion. Watch. And that looks very shockingly familiar to the black cloud of toxic chemicals when they nuked the town of East Palestine and harmed those people. It'll take 10, 20 years to know exactly what they've done to these poor people. Ambulances were pictured on the scene of one Schumacher and company, which makes brass and bronze alloys. It remains unclear what caused the explosion around 2.30 on Monday. One person suffered critical injuries, while a number of people were treated with burns from molten metal and debris. The blast sent smoke billowing into the sky. What Cash Patel has told us is that when you have an open border, and when you have people on the terrorist watch list, and you have Chinese nationals, and you have Ukrainian nationals, you have Russian nationals, and you have ISIS nationals that are pouring across our border that we have from inside the opportunity to really harm this nation. Now, we don't have any particular evidence that there was a terrorist act being involved here, but you can start to see patterns across the country with the amount of distribution that is being burned to the ground, whether it be food or industry or train derailments or otherwise. And we're spending billions of dollars on Ukraine's infrastructure and Ukraine's border security. They insult you and they insult you and they insult you and they will stop at nothing, including but not limited to destroying the small good things that we have going for us. And that's what happened with Project Veritas. We wanted to cover this on the show. Uh, it brings us great pain because James O'Keefe is a dear and lifelong friend of mine. And I say lifelong because in my professional life, I got started with James around the exact same time. James went off on a different direction. We both worked for Andrew Breitbart. James sort of went off in a different direction. I sort of went off on like the different content directions. He was always just obsessed with investigative journalism and, you know, secret cameras and stuff. It's not necessarily I, – I, I, I like my red – I don't need my, a secret camera. I like having like a, a present camera and I like to create content that way. James likes to create content this way. There is unequivocally and absolutely – no better investigative journalist on the planet than James O'Keefe. James O'Keefe is a national treasure and has picked up the mantle that was abandoned by a corporate press that decided it was better to be thrown sniffers to power than to hold power accountable and make these people uncomfortable, which is the goal of a journalist. The original muckrakers and the people that brought about clean working conditions and a lot of really nice things that we have in our society, the you know, five-day work week, things like that. That was done through journalism, showing some of the evils and the pains that were put upon people that did not have a voice to speak for themselves. And so that original class of investigative journalists, those people have all but disappeared. And journalism is simply now a Praetorian guard for the powerful. It's why they slobber and they drool about Joe Biden walking out to sirens. They know it's fake. They love it. Gives them power and it gets them just, just an inch closer 
to that third world war that they so desperately want so they can sell you more newspapers until, until of course, everything collapses. Well, and then they'll be in the same boat as the rest of us. Or maybe they'll have made enough money that they can go get themselves a uh, apartment in Beijing like Hunter Biden. But I digress. James O'Keefe is one of the last true journalists out there. Why? Well, because he spoke truth to power instead of speaking power to truth. And what do I mean by that? James O'Keefe went up against the powerful, whether that be Pfizer or federal government or people involved in malicious reporting, protecting those agents inside the federal government. It's impossible. I mean, we could spend, we do a whole four hour broadcast to, to go through all of James's scalps and how excellent his work is. But you know the ones that really affected you and really brought light to, to, to your understanding of the world around you and the clown world around you. And so what happened at Project Veritas is there was, for some inexplicable reason, and the timing is very curious because it comes right after this Pfizer bombshell. Pfizer, of course, made $100 billion uh, in the last couple of years. We all know why. And maybe they have enough money to buy off the board of Project Veritas and kick out James O'Keefe, but that's exactly what happened. We don't know. We don't have evidence of that. But this thing got bloody and it got ugly real fast. And James O'Keefe resigned his position, forcibly resigned his position yesterday. Quit. He quit. This is a bloody takeover. James O'Keefe is Project Veritas. James O'Keefe speaks truth to power. Meaning he goes up against the powerful people with truth. The modern day press they speak power to truth, meaning the modern-day press take and act as the mercenaries of the powerful, and they harass and they beat down truth, and they attack truth itself. And I, You can all name the times when, when our press literally go and defend fake news. We covered it at the top of the show. The press go out and defend fake news. They literally publish fake news about Joe Biden and an air raid. That's attacking truth with power. We were brought to Ukraine. We filmed this. You're going to believe it. Shut up and take it. Well, James O'Keefe didn't shut up and take it. James O'Keefe left. And he released this video yesterday. Watch. Even so, as a former board member told me 10 years ago, Project Veritas will never be stopped from the outside. It will only be because we stopped ourselves, right? I'll get to that too in a minute. Prophetic as it may be, that is exactly where we find ourselves in the situation today. A situation where I've been stripped of my authority as CEO and removed from the board of directors. I bet you didn't know that. I'll get to that in a minute. Contrary to what public statements may say. James O'Keefe's full statement is 44 minutes long. It's up on our YouTube page. We encourage you to go watch it and our Rumble page. We encourage you to go watch it immediately. You can see all of James's comments without any editing uh, published there. We like James. We support James. What they did to him is evil. James brought the receipts. Here's a text message showing that board members were bragging to employees of Project Veritas that if they got rid of James, then they would also get a raise. Something evil and very dark going on here. James, of course, brings the receipts, as he always does. Uh, here's James showing you the text messages about the board cravenly bragging that if they get rid of their founder, that other people in the company will get raises. Watch. Hey, this is now Friday, February 3rd. A board member reached out to one of our journalists and stated, quote, you get a raise if there is a restructure without James O'Keefe at Project Veritas. I have a copy of the text message, and I'll give it to all of you. I redacted the name of the journalist. The board member deleted the message, but not before our journalist took screenshots. Good job, journalist. Yes. <laughs> On Sunday, February 5th, now that's Sunday, two days after the Friday, a board member requested my presence at his home. He informed me, quote, you had nothing to do 
James with this Pfizer story, unquote. Perplexed by this, I took out my iPad and showed him a video of myself confronting the Pfizer executive, which had 11 million views on YouTube. He responded, quote, but that was after the undercover video had already been done. So Project Veritas's board is defending Pfizer here? James O'Keefe was right to pack up his things and leave, and he did on the same video, watch. So currently I have no job at Project Veritas. I have no position here based upon what the board has done. So I'm announcing to you all that today on President's Day, I'm packing up my personal belongings. I don't have the answers to why they've been doing this or why board members were going directly to employees to collect grievances. But I'm confident that those reasons and motivations will come to light. To borrow an old expression, the public has a right to know what has happened here and why there was a concerted effort to remove me from the organization I founded the same week of our biggest story we ever had. So we have unfollowed Project Veritas. They are essentially in the same group as the Lincoln Project for us at this moment. Uh, this is not the way to treat people, certainly heroes of our movement. James O'Keefe is a brave man. The Project Veritas board released a groveling statement, I guess trying to um, stop the bleeding. Project Veritas has lost, it was 100,000 like last night. It's got to be up to 200,000 now. James O'Keefe has more Twitter followers than Project Veritas has now. Well, and that's because James O'Keefe is Project Veritas and Project Veritas is James O'Keefe. There are very few organizations that are like essentially led and created and uh, in, in, you know, the inception of the entire organization is built around one man. Project Veritas is one of those places. Now, James was building out a great team uh, around him. And we're not trying to uh, be diminutive to the work of the other journalists at Project Veritas. Uh, but Project Veritas in its current uh, inception is in fact a one-man operation in so much as James O'Keefe is still in the building process here. Now they released some type of groveling uh, statement saying that James O'Keefe misspent money on Ubers uh, that that he spent money for like inter entertainment, like when they were doing live events, dude. I work at Turning Point, you like USA. Like, have you ever gone to our events? When you have kids in seats, like you have to do entertainment. You have to you have to bring a show. You want to keep people interested. You want people to walk away buzzing. That's part of activism. That's what activism is. You want to keep people engaged. This is what we do all day. This is why we do this show. This is why the background of the show looks like this. And we're not inside of a cubicle. That costs money. The whole thing makes no sense. And it comes right on the heels of Pfizer. The Pfizer bombshell. I'm looking right now at numbers. Maybe we can pop them on the screen. Uh, looks like we can. Uh, there's the Project Veritas live following based on Social Blade. That's down 200,000 followers. 200,000 roughly followers from what they did to James yesterday. And you can watch it just tick down and tick down and tick down. It's not the way to treat people. What's happening at Project Veritas is evil. It's banal. Uh, and something's deeply wrong there. We support James and we always have and we will continue to. And we hope that you do too. And we wish James uh, Godspeed uh, on wherever or whatever he does next. We'll see. I'll remind you uh, that Steve Jobs was also kicked out of Apple. Similarly, the, the story is almost exactly the same. Less political, but more the Apple board stealing Steve Jobs' company from him, saying that Steve Jobs spent too much money. And these lunatics kicked out one of the smartest people. And, and that actually created the Steve Jobs that we know today, that created the iPhone, that gave him the drive to go out and do that. And then 10 years later, Steve Jobs was welcomed back as a CEO. Maybe Project Veritas will just go completely belly up and they'll just welcome – the donors will stage a revolt and they'll welcome James back. We hope that's what happens because James should not get his organization stolen from him. The board did not build Project Veritas. James O'Keefe did. 
So what's happening is wrong, and we hope that this has some type of um, Steve Jobs arc to it. If you're a believer, then you can see good in almost any situation. East Palestine, you can see good. You can see brightness in the darkness if you're a believer. And so that's what we're encouraging James uh, privately with on on uh, on this front. And we encourage you publicly every single day with a Bible verse. Our verse of the day comes from John. But whoever does what is true comes to light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out by God. What a perfect verse for this story about James. We'll see what comes to light here. We'll see what comes to light in East Palestine. But if you are doing God's work, it will come to light and God will be given the glory. And that's good. Very good. And, you know, it's interesting. We, you, we, we, the show is such, you know, the show is built on the fake clown world that we live in. And these people, they think they're in charge and they think they control everything. They think they control the weather and invisible handcuffs and the environment and world war. And these people actually control nothing. God controls everything. And that's why we structure our show, God, Family, Country. Those are the three things that we pillar our show on. And that is how we live. We're going to keep living that way. We're going to keep fighting. America deserves to be fought for because this is a great country. And so we're going to keep fighting, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and we'll keep fighting right alongside you. We're all fighting together. My name is Benny Johnson. This is The Benny Show. See ya.